Welcome to the Help Me, I'm Middle-Aged podcast. My name is Rob. And I'm Rob too. We're just two middle-aged guys who love meeting interesting people and hearing their stories. Our goal is to bring you interesting guests and their unique stories to inspire, educate, and entertain. So sit back, relax, because here we go. Welcome to the Help Me, I'm Middle-Aged podcast. My name is Rob. And I'm Rob too. Today, our guest is Charles Castor. He is a personal fitness, uh, I don't know if you call him a guru, but he has a great story about his life. And uh, we're glad to have him on today. And Charles, would you like to be called Chuck for the interview or Charles? Yeah, you could call me Chuck. My friends call me Chuck. Everything on social media is Charles Caster Fitness, Charles Caster. So it's like, I just go by that, but really Chuck is the name, so... <laughs> Right. Awesome, awesome. Which awesome. we should throw up the uh, the web page right now. I mean, charlescasterfitness.com for all those who want to go check out some really cool testimonials at some yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Let's, let's dig in. So how did you get into uh, physical fitness and the path that drove you here? And I know there's a physical and there's a spiritual side to you. And we're really interested in getting to both sides of those. Yeah, let's get the backstory on this. Yeah, the backstory is like anybody that goes through a backstory. Um, we don't realize it when we're in the middle of it, but uh, the refiner's fire is real. And I screwed a lot of stuff up. I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking family-related things. I'm talking my physical standpoint when I was in my 40s. I'm talking spiritually corrupt. I'm talking not okay, you know, in any way, shape, or form. For whatever, obviously, I was doing many wrong things. So... I believe that at that point in time, I was obviously not doing what God had intended my, my, or maybe, maybe I was, maybe he did that so that I would be a testimony. I don't know, but there you go. I, I by no means was okay back in my forties. And I'm talking like as a husband, I'm talking to, you know, I think I was a decent dad, but I, I think, you know, from a standpoint of fitness, for sure, I was definitely fat. I got really fat in my forties. We'll talk about that for a second. Mm -hmm. And it didn't make sense to me. And then also from my faith standpoint, it was very much misdirected and lacking. And so that's the origin, I think, when I go back in hindsight and look at it, that um, has kind of taken me to right where I am today. You know how he has that path for you, but you mm -hmm. don't quite know what the path's going to be. Yep. And I look back and you kind of know. So right now, I think he's using me to pretty much be like a real vessel of, of somebody that's been through the crap. So that someone can listen and go, I'm going through that crap and he seems real. So I think this might be something that interests me. And I think that's kind of how he's using me, you know, and, and as, as well as the coaches in the program, the coaches are all in their mid sixties and they all have their own stories. So he's using everybody in certain capacities and none of it orchestrated by me. I do not take any credit for it. It's just a very organic thing that's transpired from the beginning of this thing all the way to where we are now and I'm just letting him direct it wherever he takes me it's going to be so I don't take any credit for it well and your kind of your goal is to I, I saw that some well, maybe it was on your your web page like I teach dads and moms over 40 how to lose fat and build muscle with zero lifestyle restrictions yeah, that it's, that's, that's kind of the lingo, but really yeah. what we're doing, here's what we do. We help, and obviously what I talk about, what I'm going to talk about today works for men and women. However, right. yeah, I'm a guy and I'm 60. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I have a passion for that because of what my history was. And I, you know, really the ministry side of what we do is we're equipping dads and granddads and men in general to be the example for their families 
so that they can have a patriarchal impact from a fitness standpoint on their families, their future generations, their brothers, their sisters, people they love, not just the financial patriarch. I was a good financial patriarch. I always provided for my family, but I sure didn't bring fitness or spirituality to my family the way I think that God designed us to be as men. And so that's kind of the ministry side of what Fit Dad Syndicate's all about. Now, did you? I'm sorry, sorry, Rob. Sorry, Rob. Is that like a national situation, the the Fit Dad Syndicate? We are global. We have people. Global. We're all over the place. So it's a 100% remote online coaching company. We are all over the world. And and so we help. And and we have women in the program, too, um, because, but but like I said, that's my ministry. That is right. the part that just I have a jazz for and I have a passion for. But man, we've helped a lot of women also because it's no different. There's this big concept that uh, a woman's different than a guy and it won't work for me. Well, yeah, psychologically and spiritually, we're quite differently. But right. as far as the way our bodies work and the way God designed our bodies to work, not so much. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Oh, yeah. Now, Chuck, so. I noticed throughout my life, right? Like I'm 51 now, right? And as far as the spiritual, um, I, I noticed for me, there's ebb and flows through my life. Like there's times in my life where I really feel a connection. There's other times in my life where I don't, right? I sort of look at it like, you remember the old radios in the cars where you used to have to like tune it in? You know what I mean? That's how I feel sometimes. Like sometimes it gets a little staticky and sometimes I feel like I'm really tuned in. Now, when you started this uh, passion for fitness and you said you were overweight in your forties, both of these sort of clicked at the same time. Well, I didn't realize they were clicking. I had no idea from the spiritual standpoint, that was not any kind of a strategy at all. But I know that as I look back in hindsight, there was something being done with me. And in response to what you're saying about the staticky part, you know, I truly believe that there's two reasons. And I never always, I always wondered, like, why are we on this planet? What are we doing? Right. Is this really what we're supposed to be doing? And really, it's, it's boiled down, as I, and I still don't know. But I think as where I'm at right now is there's two reasons, to become humble and also to, to develop a relationship and realize that there's a God and to develop a relationship with him, whatever that looks like. For wherever you're at at this point, whatever trial you're going through, you get to know him and you come out on the other side. So the static is when we're fighting that. <laughs> the static you're talking about is like, I don't like this. This hurts. I don't think I deserve this, which would be the lack of humbleness of what maybe he's trying to say to you. So I wanted to address that. But, um, you know, you've been there, right? Oh, I've been there. Yeah. My forties. I mean, I'm taught, I I'm still there sometimes, sometimes right. I still, I mean, we all are, you know, but the, the point is that you kind of get better, you get refined and eventually that's just a better path that you're on. But I, I don't know that it's ever fixed. Well, I can't tell you that, you know, but I know in my forties, I was completely in a different place than I am now. Um, I was, uh, we owned a gym, had a 5,000 square foot gym, knew a lot about it. I was in business with my son and for whatever reason in my forties, I got pretty fat and I got fat from a stand. I mean, I'm in the gym five, six days a week. I, uh, I'm on the treadmill every day. I, um, I'm eating whole food, organic grass fed beef before anybody knew what it was. My wife, because she fed us that. Mm. And I wasn't like a drive through the fast food window guy all the time. I, you know, and I kept getting fatter and I'm like, what is the story with this? This is like, it must be my metabolism or there must be something different as I'm getting into my forties and closer to my fifties. And I would say the other issues I felt was that like my core is where I carried all the fat. 
if we're going to talk about the physical aspect right now, right. my right. core was where the fat was. So it gave me some very severe back problems that eventually led to some very severe sciatica issues on my left leg. And so literally like to drive my car more than 15 minutes without stopping and getting around and walking around it for 10 minutes, I couldn't drive. And I wasn't even 50. And I'm like, what? what? is I don't understand this, you know? And the other issue I would say that really resonates a lot with people sometimes is my energy was bizarre. I was like great on the bookends of the day, but in the middle of the day, literally, if we were doing this to one in the afternoon, I could yeah. fall asleep on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't, so something was wrong and I didn't know, I just knew it wasn't natural. And fast forward, I'm 60, I'm almost 10 months into being 60 and I've never been in better shape in my life ever. I mean, not even in my twenties. So all of the questions I also was asking back in my forties, they were wrong questions. And I think a lot of people ask the wrong questions about how to fix this issue. And I was the primary one because I was asking all the same questions. People ask me having no results. So that's a little bit of the history. Me and Rob. Me and Rob. <laughs> I'm so it. sorry. I'm stepping hysteria. on you. Go hysteria. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. God, So there's a picture of you on your webpage, I guess a before and after, and you look like that they should be switched as far as, you know, the older picture is, you know, should be younger and vice versa. When, at what age, what, I don't know if you know a specific age, what did it really, when did it really click? Like, was it like 53 or 49 that all of a sudden? It was after 50. So I'm talking like 52, 53 in that range where I'm like right. really out of control. And it was like, what, what's the story with this? I don't understand this. Like, I can't, I, I will never make it to 60. And so it just kind of hit me. Yeah. And I knew something had to change. I knew something had to be wrong. I really was blaming it on age and all of the metabolism and all these same things that everybody does. Um, and also, I think... I, you know, I'm not going to tell you there's some revelation, divine revelation, but I know that scripture were not a big part of my life early on. And yeah. I think there's a lot in the scriptures that reference how we're supposed to take care of this temple. So maybe God didn't want to reveal things to me earlier. Not, not saying he's revealing anything to me right now, but I know one thing, a lot of our references are scriptural. And I think sometimes he gives me an ear to hear him. Now, when I listen, when I don't, he shuts up. Yeah. <laughs> but when I do, and I think there's just something around that realm that was, I don't know, you're asking, and I don't really know exactly um, why it happened, but I think a lot of it was a spiritual essence. And I also felt guilty that he gave me this temple and I for sure was not performing at any kind of level of what his expectation would be for me. And I think the one scripture I can tell you would be Deuteronomy 34, 7. And I think that's the foundation of what we do. And it's Moses was 120 when he died and his eyes were undimmed and his vigor was undiminished. So if you go back into Exodus and you start thinking about Moses, number one, he was 80 when he ended up in the desert for 40 years with a bunch of disobedient Israelites. I mean, wow. picking their rear ends. It was like not a pretty picture for 40 years. And when he died, he died at 120, but he was virile, he was vital, and I think he had accomplished what God wanted him to accomplish, so he took him, and that's why I always say God willing. Hopefully, I make it, I think 120 is the number, but if Chuck sure. performs what he's supposed to do earlier, then I guess he, he takes you. I don't know, but yeah. I think 120 is the number. I got 60 years to kick ass. That's there the way I There you go. That's Chuck, right. Chuck, so me and Rob are always having this conversation, right? Like, we actually started this podcast a few years ago 
we'd meet every Saturday morning at the gym and we'd share little, you know, clips of health stuff back and forth during the week. He said, Hey, why don't we start a podcast? And then before you know it, there you go. But we always talked about that. The kids are in college now. We're almost approaching full empty nesters, right? Rob has one getting ready to go into college pretty soon. He has one that's a junior. I got two juniors and a sophomore. So it's like we we worked all our lives. We did everything we were supposed to do. And now now's the time we concentrate on us because we don't want to get to retirement and be on medication and have no energy and not be able to travel. And I think like that's a message that you're sort of like, you know, we can either go one path where, you know, we sit on a couch a lot and we take our meds and it's a slow decline or we can uh, live a healthier lifestyle. You, you 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 see where I'm coming from, and I, I think that sort of resonates with with the age group. You know, help me a middle age, and definitely the age group that you're seeing to be targeted. It also resonates with all the doctors in this program. I had a doctor call me ten weeks in the program. He's like, "Why don't they teach us this?" And it's like, "Really?" Because you know, number one, everything's symptomatic. There's no money. There's no residual money in fixing a problem. Right. Yeah. They're just exactly. You know, not a cynical person, but it's a fact. And and I said, furthermore, the pharmaceutical companies are training you. So what do you expect? But he was amazed at how how easy this was to actually do this with accurate information. So, um, you know, yeah, it's all about resolving. And and here's the my my passion comes from the fact that I know there's a lot of guys out there hurting in many different aspects, and they don't have to be. It's not about a time restriction issue. It's not about this is too restrictive. I can't ever enjoy what I like to do. It's not about I got to be in the gym for all these hours. Everybody has these preconceived notions that come from the fitness industry marketing. They don't understand it. So I think the biggest revelation that our clients have as they come in the program is that this isn't that hard. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand. And I and, I, and before anybody comes in the program, I ask them to pass everything they're going to do in this program, pass it through this filter. Whatever you change, whatever routine you establish, if you can't put it through the filter of, I can do this for the rest of my life, don't bother. Because you, you, you're going to, you'll lose weight, yo-yo diet. So, and the reason I tell them that is because I know that's accurate and we can help them through that filter, which leads to eradicating the problem. Mm-hmm with the accurate science behind it, because we not only get the result, but we give them the accurate science behind what's happening in your body right now. Why am I not hungry? Why are my cravings going away? You know, why is it that I'm sitting here and I'm not miserable and I used to be miserable with all of these food issues? What's happening in my body? When you have those kind of answers to those questions and you start understanding it, your body starts speaking properly to you. Right now, people's bodies are not speaking properly to them. And what I mean is this, when you decide to fix something, God doesn't make anything too hard, does he? And it seems like it. It's like overwhelming. You're like, really? I got to go take these, 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 I got to take them out of the promised land and take them through a desert. Really? I can't do that. I can't even speak properly. That's what Moses said. So when people decide to fix their body and do it the right way, your body starts speaking properly to you right now, everybody's body's screaming at them, bloody murder, and it's not speaking properly. So through the program, we realign the system. So the body actually speaks properly to somebody. And we do explain the science behind what's happening in their bodies. And it's all customized. Every single person is doing something slightly different because if someone tells you, you got to do it this way, they're trying to sell you something. 
everybody's yeah. wired differently. What I find restrictive, maybe you don't. And what you find restrictive, maybe I don't. So everything's custom tailored around that aspect, more about protocols. Everybody thinks it's about micronutrients and macronutrients and what food should I eat? And all of these questions that I get from people and people are literally asking the wrong questions. And I think that's an important topic. I think right. that's an important topic. Like what are the questions that the same questions you two ask? I'll bet you, if you came in our program, you'd be asking me, hey, what's my meal plan gonna be? What do you think right. of keto, Chuck? What do you think of the carnivore diet? Is paleo good? You know, what do you think of compound body weight movements in the gym? Uh, should I incorporate weight? Should I do HIIT training? Should I sprint? Should I walk? All of these questions I get from people that have no clue what the right questions are. And there's no offense to that because I was asking the same questions when I was struggling back in my 40s. Searching for knowledge. You're searching for knowledge? I was. I was. And, and everybody seems to be. But the cra here's the crazy thing. And it really blows my mind still. And I'm going to share a couple of good questions with you because I think people that tune in to I'm middle-aged and they need some help with you, I like to leave people a little bit better than we found them rather than just talking about this. So here's some good questions. Nobody asked me. They never asked me. I'm, I'm talking, I have doctors in this program. I have got professional athletes. I have got certified nutritionists with master's degrees as clients. That's disturbing. You know? <laughs> and none of them have ever asked me these questions. I think they're super important. First good question, and we'll just rest on this if you want, is how do I bring insulin to baseline every day? And it's a massively, massively important question because for two reasons. Until insulin comes to baseline, your body won't release fat anyway. Most people don't know that. And as you get into your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, your insulin and how it operates in your body controls so many different biomarkers, you better get an understanding on it. So we educate a lot on that aspect and we do protocols that help people to bring insulin to baseline. So I like to give specifics with people because most people say, I've never, I, don't, I had no idea. Did you guys know? Right. Did well, you know? I actually, I actually knew a lot about insulin because uh, there's a doctor, uh, Peter Atia, and uh, he's, he actually had like a, he tracked his insulin for like years. He had this little patch on him. And I've heard a lot of podcasts on it. I don't really quite understand it even after listening to it, but I understand it's very important when you talk about weight loss and, and, and how it regulates your body. I like have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of Peter Atia? Oh yeah, Peter Atia is pretty cool. Yeah, he's one yeah. of the guys that's in my podcast link, and also yeah, he's cool. Yeah. And I, I agree yeah. with I agree with a lot of what he talks about, but when you say you don't understand what he's talking about, <laughs> that's the problem. I'm yeah. being honest with you. <clears throat> How do you break it down? Honest. How do you make this easy so people can like understand it and go use it? A right. lot of people right. want to make it super smart, like they're smart and they're trying to dazzle you with their knowledge. And I think it does people an injustice because if you can't walk away and do it as someone that's not going to be a fitness professional, then what are we talking about here? You know, so right. it be translatable to every human being and it doesn't have to be that hard. Is there a, is there a component of fasting in, in, in what you do in any respect? I think fasting is amazing, but sure not for weight loss. Weight yeah. loss has nothing to do with fasting. And the whole world thinks, you know, I've had people tell me, well, I lost 40 pounds. How'd you do it? Well, I did the Daniel fast. I'm like, well, that's cool. But like, so what are you going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where do you go with that? So I think fasting is massively important for biomarkers, for health, for spiritual reasons. Right. Zero to do with fat loss. Zero. 
because for obvious reasons, you're eventually going to eat again. So what does it have to do with fat loss? So massively important. And yes, we do teach on it and we do it case by case in multiple facets. But Uh, Chuck, can I push back for a second? Sure. So um, they say when you don't eat for a long amount of time, like say 12 hours, um, your, your cells are able to start to rebuild a little easier than if you're like, we weren't built to constantly snack, right? So we were built to go long at periods of time without consuming food. And apparently they say that's really healthy. Are you, are you in alignment with that? I love that. Yeah. That's an awesome thing. And it's called post-absorptive range. And so what, yeah, that's what I was thinking 12 hours <laughs> and all that means simply so people can understand is your digestive system shut down. So when your digestive system shuts down, now your body can do what God designed it to do, which is go heal stuff. And you're talking about autophagy and autophagy, right. like your body can heal cancerous cells. It can do all of these amazing things without medication. However, we never give it the chance because we're always digesting food. And it's Correct. the biggest energy suck that your body can do. So your body's like, hey, what are you going to do, man? Those cancerous cells can go grow over there. I don't know what to do, but I'm going to go digest this food. Right. So yes, there is uh, a lot to do with understanding protocols for how your body can operate. So yeah, that's a good question. It really is because your body does all kinds of amazing things when you sure. got to do it. So I love the question. Great question. Yeah. Is there any other components like you want to share, I guess, on the, the podcast as far as what you Yeah, yeah. other than all the technical crap, okay, yeah. which we just got technical, I think the biggest thing is, here's a good question number two, is a great question. How do I lose 40, 50, 100 pounds and not be a miserable SOB while I'm doing it? How's that for caveman crap? I'm not telling <laughs> you. And that's a great question. Everyone wants to get all sciencey. If you can't answer that question, you don't have long-term success. Sure. And so I think it's the most important question because you can spend all your time and your money to get a result, which the whole world does, then the whole world's fat because they put the weight back on because the way they got to their goal wasn't appropriate. It matters a lot how you get to your goal. And so just really quick, I think something that everything we do is about sustainability. And we have something in this program that I think is, it helps people to understand it. Once again, it sounds stupid, but I like basic stuff for myself and also to try to explain it to people. But we have a mood meter that we have, a mood meter, M-O-O-D. And it's a one to 10 scale. And every day we ask our client for their mood meter. It's the first number we look at and the first number we care about. And a 10 would mean I love this program. I'm losing 1.5 to two pounds a week which is healthy, sustainable fat loss. Anything more than that is not okay for multiple reasons. And I'm not like violating my lifestyle. This is way mm-hmm. easier than I thought. I can do this. I'm a 10, all right? A nine would be, I'm a little restricted. I got like, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds to lose, but this is unlike anything I've tried right now. I can do this. Same thing with an eight. If you dip below an eight, we start asking a lot of questions because our commitment to clients is to keep them in an eight to 10 mood meter while they're ticking off 1.5 to two pounds a week, week in, week out without a plateau. So don't miss that. That is a massive thing because if you can get to your goal living in an eight to 10 mood meter that you dictate, you can do this the rest of your life. And I think that's just probably one of the most important aspects. So people can visualize what does he mean by sustainability? That's what I mean. you're, You're every day talking to to clients then or people who are participating in the program it sounds like or at least connecting with it to make sure you're getting good feedback 
Well, we have coaches, you know, I have coaches. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I have coaches, but yeah, there's a daily interaction and then there's a bi-weekly check-in on a Zoom call. Right. Daily interaction is in Boxer. I don't know if you know what that is. It's just like Facebook Messenger, but it's like mm -hmm. a walk talkie app. And guys, oh, okay. are, you know, we don't want to text each other. Uh, we want to see someone eyeball to eyeball if you're spending money and time. So every two sure. weeks, we do a bi-weekly check-in, eyeball to eyeball. And, and so that's kind of how the process works. And the coaches are all in their mid-60s. So what that's phenomenal. Is, that, that's, well, that alone is incredible. So. It's ridiculous because they say, you guys are a bunch of old dudes that used to be fat and now you're ripped. And I'm like, we're not old. We are not old. We're ripped, but we're not old. So, And so I don't know that you can literally find that because it's kind of hard for a young buck like Rob Odie over here. He's 51 to tell a guy that's 62 that's sporting an eight pack that lost 100 pounds that he can't do it. That's a great, <laughs> yeah. Kind of like you're know, up the wrong tree on that one for sure. So. Oh man. So I got a question for you, Chuck. So you're a spiritual man and um, you're a businessman too. So one of the things that you get the joy of your business is, and you sort of got to have a little bit of like a servant's heart to do this. You, you get a compensation in seeing people's success. So when someone you see come into the program is in bad shape, whether it be spiritually and physically, and maybe you're able to hone in on spiritually a little bit and the physically, and you know that if they continue with this path, who knows, maybe you can, odds are they would add a few years at the end to their lives. That's got to be an enormous feeling. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're making widgets every day and God knows we need widgets, you're not going to get that. Can you speak a little bit to that, the feeling you have of seeing others succeed? You want me to be honest? Or should I lie to you? The honest answer to that is, I'm going to meet my maker someday. And I am by no means okay with what previous was done. Yes, my Savior is Jesus Christ, but I'm going to face him face to face someday. And, and I want to be able to tell him, Hey, what about Benny Vasquez? He lost 140 pounds. Does that count for anything? So, you know, I get a little choked up on it because it's like, it's overwhelming to me because. That's huge. I don't even know why he trusts me with this. I don't even know why, but he, for some reason, has me collecting these people to help them. And my coaches all have different skill sets. So, um, but, you know, that's all I can tell you. So, Part of it is me trying to like listen to what he wants me to do with my with my failures or my challenges, and how can I make it something good? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I mean, in preparation for this podcast, I looked online YouTube some of those testimonies. Those are great testimonies. I mean, those are just especially the what the eighty one year old guy, um, and the guy who was was it Benny who with the horse was that the uh... Benny? That's the one I'm talking about because when yeah. Benny came in the program. You know, when someone says this to you, and I was overwhelmed when Benny came in the program, I'm going to tell you, you think we're just, oh, we can help anybody. We really feel that way. But when Benny came in, I was like, I called Matt and I said, dude, we got to, I said, I, I am so wired about this one because we have to do this for this guy. And yeah. his goal, his whole goal was to get back on his horse, like you saw, and to be able to pray because, I mean, he prays anyway, but he prays on the saddle, in the trail. And he goes, Chuck, I can't, I can't get on my horse, man. And it's like, what do you say to someone like that? Like, that's not some fitness thing. Like I was yeah. overwhelmed and stressed out about Benny coming in the program because of that. And look at, wow. me. by the way, he was down 99 pounds four days ago. 
eight months in. Wow. Got on his horse and he did a, he did a Facebook live from his horse. And so it's like, dude, man, that's like, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Father, Benny, Benny, what what about, remember Benny? (laughs) When he's he's telling me, no, Chuck, you didn't do this. Benny, what about this dude? (laughs) What about this family? What about the daughter that got helped? You know, and I'm going to use it. I, you know, because I, I, I am, I think we have to stand there and that's just something that's me. You asked to be honest. So that's right. Right. Now, now the flip side of that, Chuck, is there an emotional aspect, even though it's about, you know, the, the, there's a business thing here, too. But when you see someone give up on themselves, you know, you have that last call with them. Listen, I know you have this in you. And then, you know, they they fall the junk food, the you know, the pressure of life, the, all of the things that make people fa- fail, right? They just won't get up, knock their, you know, clean their knees off and keep moving. Is that tough too sometimes? Because you know that road they're going down ain't going to end pretty. No, no, it's, it's true. And I think the biggest thing that, that gets me, like my wife, we'll sit there, we'll, we'll be at dinner and she'll be like, that dude, that dude needs fit that syndicate. Look at, he's like, he's trying to look good for his family. He's out, he's, he's like, you know, with his family. And, but he, he's like not functioning the way he should function. So they're everywhere. And it's just that people don't realize how it's not that difficult to do. And I'm just amazed sometimes as I explain the science behind our program to people. And I do that on the initial call. I don't hide anything. I let them know, here's the science, what, why it works to the point where they can self-diagnose what they've tried, why it hasn't worked and how the fitness industry is marketing to them. And it actually is the genesis of a fitness prescription. So if someone doesn't start here, how do they even prescribe something to you? I give them that on a four to seven minute call or the first call, whether they do the program or they don't. So they walk away and they're like, wow, I'm a little smarter than I was. And not one time, not one client has known the science. And that to me is like disturbing. Like it almost is cynical. Like I don't understand. I'm waiting for the person to say, oh, I know what that is. No, mm. no. no. I asked no. you know what energy balance is. No, don't know what energy, never heard of energy balance. It's like, really? Okay. Well, here's what it is. And I explained to them. So it's sad because I know that if they take the first step and they come in and they take, they step out in faith that once they take the first step, we got, because because the way we take them through our program, a lot of people, um, they want to dazzle you with how much they know. They want to justify the cost of a program. We do just the opposite. We, we take baby steps intentionally because we want people to understand viscerally that you don't have to be restricted to have a result. So I tell people on the onboard call, I say, by the way, you know what our biggest complaint or challenge is with clients 10 days in? And they go, no, what is it? I go, well, they tell me I'm not restricted enough. And then my next response is, did you lose 1.5 to two pounds last week? Yes. Did you, did you live in an eight to 10 mood meter? Yes, shut up, we'll keep rolling. Because we're rewiring you to understand yeah. what the fitness industry has taught you versus what reality is. And then about four weeks in when it clicks and they're down eight pounds and they're like, I'm really living like in a nine mood meter. I'm like, I know. They're like, they don't believe it. You know, so I had to create something visceral for them to understand what do you mean by sustainability? And they're never expecting to lose 20 pounds in a month when when they enter in. These dudes all they all adjust their goals. They all say, well, I think this is my goal. And then every I would say 99.9% of our clients adjust their goal because they just don't think it's possible. And they just they've tried numerous things. 
and they're like, yeah, that would be great. But, and then they all adjust them. And because right. there's more. Chuck, what I like from the outside, right, is, is that you build with, with these calls you do. And I, I think you do calls with like a large group of people too, like once a week, right? But like, what I like about it is you're building a sense of community. And yeah. I think for men, especially as we get older, men really don't have reasons to get together with other men. It doesn't happen too often. My wife says it all the time. You know, you got to hang out with your friends once in a while. Like we'll play a little card game or something. But uh, women, they can always hang out. But it seems like to me, you, you're building this 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 community of of men and women. But for, from what I was told, a lot of testimonies were men. Um, and, and I think that's so important because like so many people are struggling with the same issues, right? And they're, you know, they're, they're just trying to get through life, you know, and be healthy and spiritual. And um, can you talk to the value of building this sense of community? Yeah. And just to let you know, it had zero to do with any strategy I had to build a community because I'm not that talented. All right. <laughs> and I'm not good at building community just to let you know. But you know what happened? He directed the, my wife came to me and my wife said, you know what? And she was talking about me. She goes, you know what? Men are islands. They don't yeah. really have other good men in their life. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of weight on their shoulders with all their responsibilities and they need other good men in their life. And she was talking about me. I don't have good men in my life. I did not have good family members in my life. And I'm not saying anything about my dad immediately or anything, but I'm talking men around me. I didn't have strong men around me. And so she was talking to me. She goes, I think we should do something on Wednesday nights. And so that's what we call Fit Dad Iron Sharpens Iron. And it takes place on Wednesday nights. It's a super unpleasant call. It is not a fun call. Really? It, it is men only. And it's not because we're chauvinists, but it's because it's a safe place. My lead right. coach, Matt, leads it. We go through a scripture. Uh, typically, we go through a testimonial. And then we're there to breathe life into each other and glean from each other's experiences. I learn as much from my clients, never about nutrition, but many other, like when I'm talking to an 83-year-old man, that dude's got some life experience and I want to grasp it. So we have this group of guys that gets together. And when I say it's not pleasant, it's not pleasant because it's so raw and it's so real that men are not used to seeing something that's that real. And it wasn't orchestrated. It just kind of went down that path and people are like, Boy, that was uncomfortable, but I liked it. And it was yeah. real. And so there's a lot of spiritual things that have happened that have nothing to do with us. But I think he's using it in that way where, I'll give you one example. You'll appreciate this. I have a guy, and he won't care if I say it, but Robert, man. Robert comes in the program. And before six months before Robert came in the program, his wife had, had been killed. Okay, And she got out to help wow. her on the side of the road. Car comes, hits the horse, kills her. And so six months later, he comes in the program. And mind you, this guy's a Marine. He is a reconnaissance Marine sniper, been through the ringer. He's not like, he's no wallflower. Right. Okay. So he's obviously a train wreck, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And on the first iron sharpens iron, uh, just the way Robert is, because he got no other way to be, but Robert, at the end of the call, he goes, hey, you boys mind if I'm like, like just straight up with y'all? And we're like, yeah. He goes, if I saw Jesus right now, I'd smack him upside the head. Wow. And I'm like, you know what, Robert? I said, I think God likes that because he wants you to be hot and cold. He doesn't like lukewarm because he'll spit you out. I think he likes what you just said. So welcome aboard, Robert. And then wow. Robert ended up leading the calls because there was a transformation that he needed. That, and it's just so overwhelming to me that like that's the kind of thing. And that's you can't orchestrate that. That's just something that God deemed that 
whatever we're doing, he likes, I think. And it's because of Matt. It's not me. Matt is anointed to run iron sharpens iron. It's not my skill set. That is Matt's gotcha. skill set. And so gotcha. he's using Matt in a way, my lead coach, in a way where he actually has a ministry and he blows me away. I mean, what he does on iron sharpens iron, I couldn't do it. That's not my skill set, you know, but mm -hmm. I follow him and I love it. And we, we feed off each other, but anyway, wow, that wasn't a tangent. No, no, no. I, I, I think, I, 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 I think it, what, what makes it work is this thing that just sort of developed organically. And it, it sounds like a great program. And I, I hope some of our listeners who are struggling will uh, seriously uh, take in consideration and, uh, you know, look you up online. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I love what you two are doing. I love the name of this. I'm middle-aged and there's such a need for what you're doing because there's, this is a community. And as far yeah. as um, men need this, and it's so evident because, like I said, if it was up to me and not my wife, I wouldn't even have Iron Sharpens Iron. But I, I got to witness what happened when good men get together. And we're all, right. we're all imperfect. We all suck sometimes, flat out. Absolutely. Yeah. There's something about being together and being like, you know, and, and there's this crazy conversations come up on there. Some, some dude brings up pornography and I'm like, oh my God, here we go. And like, I'm even uncomfortable. And then, but it's real. And then there yeah. has a problem and you don't realize it. And it's like, so the men that is amazing. And I've been the biggest benefactor of iron sharpens iron. I mean, literally I had a car accident when I came to um, San Antonio a year ago, someone hit us from behind. They were going 60 miles an hour. I was wow. in my, at a red light. I had Oof. my car, my son on the back and my, my daughter-in-law. Oh my and God. I by an RV pulling a commercial trailer full of power generators. I'm talking, I was dead stopped. Huh? <laughs> the car, like they're like you shouldn't be alive like what is, and i'm like i know and it's crazy because we got locked into the median we rolled but as my wife's laying on the median as my son's in the back of the car i don't know if he's dead sage is in the back seat wow what do i do i mean i'm like you know and you know what i did matt, matt. call matt I said matt need all the guys in iron sharpens iron to pray yeah well, that's what they're there for. My son's alive. You know what I mean? And instantly to have that many men, I could never get one person to pray for me. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, in essence, am the biggest benefactor and that's how God does stuff. He orchestrates these things. And all of a sudden, look, I mean, I don't know what I would have done in that media by myself. I'm the only one that's conscious. So that's just an example of how it has helped me even, you know? Oh, I, I don't know, Rob. I think, uh, and maybe we should leave it there buddy what do you think <laughs> well that's quite a story i mean that's yeah, yeah. That's, i mean yeah. this is fantastic i'm i'm very intrigued on this it's, it just sounds like a very healthy you know methodical way to to go about doing something to improve your life in, in, in a lot of different ways so yeah. i mean it's impressive chuck i mean that's congratulations on getting this far and making this change so that's no congratulations i'm trying to fix myself I'm just trying to fix myself. And as you fix yourself, you glean things and you help people with what your testimony is. And it's like what we all are planned to do on this planet. So um, it has nothing to do with me. It truly doesn't. Other than I did go through the crap and right. I am stepping up trying to help people and do that. But it's all led very, very in a different place just to let you know. And yeah, we're in a business and I have no problem making a lot of money in a business because there's nothing wrong with the business but the value's there. And so why shouldn't you make money? Everybody has this concept where it's like, time up. 
let me see, you're going to live in an eight to 10 mood meter. You're going to hit your goal. You got to tell me you can do it till you're hundred or we don't release you from the program and you don't need us anymore. I don't know. Is there right. value there? I don't know. I think there is. So I should get paid for that because that's, that's very valuable in my opinion. So I just want to make that clear. We're a fitness business. I hate the fitness industry. Um, right. So I'm not trying to blow smoke, but, but bottom line is that's what we do. And I think we do a good job of it. And it's because we're blessed and we try to do the right thing by people. We make mistakes, you know, but um, there's some pretty crazy transformations going on. Well, again, I would, I would point people towards the testimonials on YouTube. I mean, those are huge. Those are very good ways to kind of convey what can be done. So I, I, that, that to me was very impressive. Yeah, go on YouTube and, and uh, search Charles Caster and uh, go through some of those testimonials and uh, you, 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 you can feel it, it comes through the genuine of the people and, and their stories. It, it's re really, really moving. I would definitely recommend the audience if, uh, if you got yeah. some time, I would definitely do that. And for the visual, go to the website and look at the before and after of like the nine or 10 guys who are probably older than me. I'm 53 and I've, I've got a ways to go to get to some of their, you know, sculpted bodies at this point. But and, and as we close it out, I thought you were younger than me. I thought you were younger than Odie. I thought, I swear <laughs> to God, I thought you were younger than me. <laughs> Let, let, let's give that website one more plug before we close it out here. Yeah. So what do you want to uh, kind of let us know, Chuck? Charles is Charles Caster. Caster Fitness. And it's Caster with the, like Caster Oil with a K and an O. Okay, it's right. right. D, okay. And it's not right. an E. So it's charlescasterfitness.com. And right. then also on YouTube, if you just type in Charles Caster, the name of the channel is Charles Caster. And it's not a professional channel, but there, we no. do all the testimonials there. And, and regarding the testimonials, once again, my wife, she goes, hey, it's a good idea to have testimonials. I'm nah, whatever. So that has nothing to do with my skill set either. But I got like 50 I still got to record. And I can't get around to them. But And and she always asked me, did you tell them to watch the testimonials? I'm like, damn, I forgot to tell them that. <laughs> so my wife is so in tune to that because for, as a woman or whatever, she's intuitively saying, no, they need to watch the testimonials. I'm like, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, those are great. Those are very, very inspirational. Those, uh, Thanks, I appreciate yeah. that. I'll, and, tell and you're my, very I'll tell my wife you approve and she'll, she'll just, she goes, I know, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> well, awesome. Chuck, we'd like to thank you for coming out tonight and uh, giving us a little bit of time and sharing this with our audience. It's re really, I, th I think when you do a podcast, you want to add value to the audience. And I think we add right. a lot of value today. So we want to thank you again for coming out. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. And again, charlescasterfitness.com. And uh, Rob, do you want to kind of let, let people know yep. to like down below? So I hit you. So uh, <laughs> do me a favor, everyone. Uh, hit the subscribe button, smash the like button, share on social media. We really appreciate it. It helps us grow and we're able to get great guests like this and, and sh share really good information. Once again, my name is Rob. This is the Help Me on Middle Age podcast. And I'm Rob, too. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, too.